choose you. Be cool, baby. Okay. Hey, bitch, come here. Got your motherfucking man. Come here. Mr. Pretty Tony. I mean, you know the rules of the game. I mean, your bitch just chose me. Now, we can settle this like you got some class so we can get into some gangster shit. Fuck being on some chill shit. We go zero to a hundred, nigga, real quick. Yo, 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 what up, what up, what up? It's Kells. I'm back for another week. Thanks for asking. I am K- at KMGZ on Twitter, and this is episode 192. And let's get going, because I am extremely tired, but I have a lot to talk about. Um, first, listen, I ain't even gonna go off on here because I just told y'all I'm tired. Yards and negative two going out to the Philadelphia Eagles. Ski mask season, we stealing wins. We went in into Soldier Field in Chicago against the number one defense. They tried to cheat us. Y'all know that motherfucking two-point conversion was good. I could see that shit through my whole TV. That ball broke the plane easy. They tried to cheat us. They've been trying to cheat us all season. We've been getting the most disrespected for any Super that Dallas game. I don't care. I mean, we in the playoffs now, but I'm not letting it go. That that's, they, they cheated us out of two scores on that game. Um, we should win the NFC East, and them niggas shouldn't even be in the playoffs, but whatever. Um, uh, New Orleans, listen, New Orleans is tough. New Orleans is good. New Orleans is actually the team that I said when we was being trash um, was going to win. But now, you know, we got Nick back, and, and now we back up. So, hey, it's going to be a tough game. I tell you what, the team that they blew out 48-3, to I think, it, we, it's not the same team. Um, our defense, it, we the safety still, you know, a little shaky, but not as shaky as they were. Like I think, I think Jalen Mills is gonna be out of a job because they play much better without him, and I just don't see putting him back in um, with these corners playing, you know better as good as they are um you know everybody's Chicago defense supposed to be all this and all that I mean we really didn't have no problem with it protected our quarterback Nick threw two two interceptions but he threw them early in the game we got to tighten that one of them was just like he had you know he had yards to run but I mean look Nick gets the ball out um you know, but they tried to cheat us, but God don't like us when we blocked their kick and we beat them on their home court, and it was only by one point, but guess what? You only got to win by one point, and I'm telling y'all right now, if we go down, first of all, to be a champion, you got to win on the road. I don't need to tell y'all we beat the Rams, we beat um, the Texans, we beat uh, Chicago now. All teams are better records than us. Um, you know, all teams that was like number ones in their in, in division. And we come in as a wild card. I tell you what, if we get past New Orleans, if we get past New Orleans, we win in the Super Bowl. So nobody going to beat us if we get past New Orleans. Because New Orleans is good. I'm not going to take nothing away from them. Actually, it's New Orleans and Green Bay are the only two NFC teams other than the Eagles that I vote for, that I root for. I don't like none of these other teams at all. I don't even give a fuck about the AFC, period. Um, the NFC, only two teams, you know, outside of the Eagles, and nobody in NFC East, I'll root for the, if we lose, I'll root for the Saints or the Packers, whoever it's going to be, because Aaron Rodgers is like my great, my favorite quarterback. Um, and I know how good they are. You know, I know how good Drew Brees is. But, um, you know, the Cowboys beat them, and I don't think the Cowboys are that good. I, I really don't. <laughs> like, I, I, you know, I just don't. I don't think Dak is that good. Dak, Dak comes up with plays, but I think um, teams that show that when, you know, when you rush him and get in his face, which the Eagles don't want to do, and which, um, who they play? I don't even know who they play. You know, he's he's not that great. Um, so, yeah. Yours and Negra 2, fly, Eagles fly. It's ski season. We coming to steal wins, and if we steal this one right here, um, get ready, niggas, because I'm going to be on one. All right, so moving on. So I wanted, you know, I, I wanted to talk about this because, you know, I just do. Because it's sort of, I won't say it's near and dear to me, but it's it's it's, some, it's a situation that I am familiar with or that I have gone through in the past. And it's the Love and Hip Hop New York, um, which is my least favorite of the franchise, by the way. But the um, situation between Joe and Sin. Now, everybody, all the, you know, women on the TL, and y'all going to drag me for my opinion, but I don't care. Um, you know, first let me say, Joe, Joe Budden, everybody know he's a piece of shit, he's an asshole, this thing about, but this thing about supposedly he beat his girlfriend up, made her head up, I never knew if that was actually true, I know I've seen it tweeted and repeated by people who tweet and repeat all kinds of nonsense anyway, so I never really knew whether it was true or not, and I know she put something on the TL, but, you know, these weird old bitches put anything on the TL, I never have known that to be confirmed, so, to me, that was a rumor. I never was really sure that that was actually um, 
true, so I never complete com, com, um, repeated it. But I know Joe to be trash in other ways, okay? So I'm not caping for Joe. I understand what Joe is. But in that situation, in that argument between him and Sin, I did not think he was wrong. I thought he was right. I thought he was right. I thought he was right. Because first of all, let's just, Sin never struck me as that bright back from when she was in on the season when she was messing with Mena. Just never struck me as that bright. She seemed like a dingbat. She took Mena on a dream date and bought Chipotle. Like, God bless her. She's a cute girl. But she's not that bright. And she's the type of girl that Joey gets with. That other girl was like the one that was in the pool the whole time. The whole show, the, uh, the other girl, I forgot that he has same type of chick. He gets them a little dippy, not too bright. Dudes like that get women like that because they can, you know, condescend them, which Joe out was doing, and, you know, just feel like they have something over them or feel superior to them or feel smarter than them because, you know, they just dumb, right? And um, Joe tweeted over New Year's that, you know, he was thankful, this time last year, he didn't have no job, he didn't have no money, he didn't have no place to live, and none of this, he didn't know how he was gonna make it, and now he got all this work, so a year ago, this nigga was broke, so him and Sin are engaged now, they have a baby now, and Sin is in the house with this baby by herself, and she is, and, and there's a big age difference, Joe was like my age, and Sin is like 23, 24, I think, very young, I've had that age different, and it's, I don't, advise it, it's, it's, it's hard, cause we just two different type of niggas, Joe is, is my age, we just, Gen X, we just different type of niggas, we came up different, we raised different, our, our, our guidance is different, we just different, okay, we're very independent, we're very go out there, do it yourself, make it happen, no, I'm not, you know, these younger kids, they don't have no problem living with their mamas, and you know, paying, and you know, their mom's still paying their bills, it, it, it's just different, whatever, that's y'all generation, that's y'all thing, it's just different, that's, that's not us, we just have a different mindset, okay, our mindset is go get it, so, she's sitting in the house with this baby, and I, listen, I understand what she, what she's saying is, you, so there's two issues, the, the, this is, this is why I say Joe is not wrong, it's two issues, one issue is her saying he don't want to have sex with her, he says he's tired, I understand that, I understand being the fuck tired, when you work all the fucking time, and I'm always running and gunning, like he said, his work is 24-8, he's always running and gunning, the nigga's old, you're 23, he's 40-something, the nigga's tired, I get that, however, you know, Joe, look, figure that part out, like, I, you know, I don't think she's being unreasonable in that thing, but I, where I do think that she's bugging is because it's not really if you listen to what she's saying, you, the issue is, she doesn't feel tr- attractive, and she doesn't feel sexy, probably because she has weight from the baby, and all of this, and all that, and so she's projecting that onto Joe, or trying to solve that through Joe, like, you don't want to have sex with me, you gotta have sex with me, make me feel, you know, sexy and attractive, it's like, sis, listen, what, you, what you're going through right now is, is really... It's, it's not really, a, I mean, it's about him, but it's not, you really feeling, un- so, this is what you do, you get up, you go to the gym, you get back in shape, you get hot, you get, I mean, I think she looks good now anyway, but, you know, she might, I know women have babies, they feel a little bigger, get yourself back in shape, get yourself back to feeling sexy, like, it can't be about him, is my point, that's, that's, a, girls like the young girls, well, women, period, they like to do that, like, that's about you and your self-esteem and how you feel about yourself, you can't paint that on Joey, you know what I'm saying, you can't, and it's, you can't, so if you, you are feeling uncomfortable about yourself, so get, go get yourself, go to the gym, do what you gotta do, go get yourself back hot how you, how you was, popping and looking when y'all, like you keep saying before, when y'all met before you had the baby, get back to like that, and then see what happens, and then if that nigga still don't want to fuck you, now you got a diff- now you got a legit gripe, like, okay nigga, what the fuck is wrong with you, cause I know I look the fuck good, and you know, I that's my point which leads me to my other point, it's like the reason I didn't think Joe was wrong, because she was just whining, like, sis I was broke a year ago we have, I, I'm not a spring chicken I have money now, I have to go to work, I have to do these things to get the bag for us, you like this house you like this big nice house we living in you like all the bills paid, you like the lights on, you don't work I'm working, I have to go out and get that, I, I never understood these women who harass people, for you want nice things, you want to be able to live in this big house, you want these nice cars, you want all these things, but you don't want me to be able to work, 
And then people will say, oh, well, material stuff's not everything. Y'all full of shit. Because if that nigga stopped working and they back in the fucking futon apartment like Tara and Dirty Foot Peter, then she gonna still be complaining and gonna leave him for some nigga with some money. So cut the shit. It do matter. The man has to work. Okay, well her really complaint was You're not spending time, but it wasn't time She kept saying that's all you talk about is work, work, work She was just being very immature and childish To me, I'm sorry, like sis Me not going to work Me staying here and not going to get this bag Right now, it's not a It's, it's, it's a non-starter So you, and, and I think I agree that Joey was, was condescending Her, but that's why, because it's like Sis, you want to make a You want to argue about something that is no, Why are we I'm not not going to go to work, so why, I'm not going to continue to sit here time after time after time and have this argument with you when it's a non-starter. What you need to do, and Joe, she kept saying Joe wasn't listening to her. He was listening to her. He's probably frustrated because he's tired of hearing this shit, and I got, when he was like, I don't listen because you talking dumb shit, I kind of had to agree because it's like, sis, you saying that you depressed, okay. And he stopped, when she said that, he stopped. And he was like, well, we got to work on that because Joe has talked to the bass about him being depressed. So I'm, I know he knows how that feels. And he was like, yo, if this relationship is making you depressed, I'm okay with us not being together if you're depressed. What he was telling her was like, listen, I don't know if you're regular postpartum. I don't know if it's this. I don't know if it's that. He was listening to her. He was saying, look, if it's depression, we can you, we go to the, I can't help you with that. I'm not sitting here, me and you arguing back and forth is not helping you with the depression, that's a medical problem, you have to go deal with that, okay that's number one solution he wanted to give her ah, you're not listening you, you just, you always work, like you just, sis, you just whining, you're not I'm, you're not trying to solve anything you just sit here complaining about things that are not going to change, I'm not, not going to go to work you depressed, you go to the doctor, oh well I, I'm here by myself staring out, yeah you here by yourself staring out the window, stuck in the house with this baby, get a nanny, I don't need a nanny, yeah you need a nanny you need a nanny so that you can get out the house you can go to the gym, so you can go talk to your friends so you can go find a job or whatever the fuck you're going to do so you can stop being in this house and staring out the window fucking waiting for me to come home so you can complain the two minutes I'm here about how I'm not here, like I I don't, nobody want to hear that, like, I, I don't, I didn't think Joe was wrong in that situation at all, I didn't think he was not listening to her, I think she was just, she's like, what you're saying, I'm giving you solutions, and you're not taking any, you don't want to take a nanny, but you want to complain about you stuck in the house with the baby, I, oh, what you want me to do, you want me to quit my job and be here, I'm, that's not going to happen, so like, uh, you know, what are we talking about here, I didn't think he was wrong, I thought she was just being childish, and, and whiny, and it's like, that's dog. I how I'm listening to you, but like after at a certain point, I'm not going to just keep listening because I'm giving you solutions and you're not taking them. So what that says to me is you just want to argue and complain, but you don't want to do nothing about it. And I'm not that type of nigga. Like, I'm not. It's like this is the problem. Here's some solutions. Pick one. Or if there's nothing that'll work, then you just gotta live with it until something presents itself. I didn't think he was gaslighting her. I didn't think he was wrong. Now, might he have been condescending to her? Sure, but we know Joe can condescend. Joe goes for the, that's why you get them type of women, so you can condescend him. Joe's a condescending nigga. Every, that's what he does, okay? But I'm sure it was also just some frustration, because when the argument started, he didn't even know she was serious. He thought she was playing around. She was like, give me my child. You gotta go to work. He was like, oh, wait a minute. You serious right now? And then when he saw she was serious, he didn't keep leaving. He turned around, he sat down, and he talked to her. So you can't say he wasn't listening. I'm not caping for Joe. I know Joe is an asshole, but I don't think Joe was wrong in that in that situation. Sin, listen, you just had a baby. You sitting in this house. Like, that man has to go work. If you feeling lonely or you feeling you need to get up, you need to call your friends, call your mama, whoever, go to the gym, get yourself back in shape, hire a nanny. I'm out here working hard like this so that we can afford a nanny. Hire a nanny or get your mama or whoever, but I, I don't know what you want me to do sitting here listening to you complain about you ain't got no time and you trapped in the house. When I say, okay, well, let's get a nanny. Well, I don't need a nanny. Okay, well, I don't, what the fuck you want from me, sis? Like, I gotta go. Like, you know, like, you just want to argue. I don't want to argue. So, I, that's, I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't feel like he was wrong, I didn't feel, and, and, and even, let's say he was, let's say he was, sis, you're not taking any solutions, so how about this, how about go to the doctor, work on your depression, get a nanny, and if you do those two things, and then it's still an issue, like, I'm still not fucking you, you still feeling, now, okay, now maybe we got a problem, but we can't have a problem if you're not doing the bare minimum, like, sis, I'm working hard, I'm out here going to get these bags for us, so we can have a place to live, like he says, we can get to the point where I don't have to work, like, I need you to hold me down, like, I can't, st- like, nigga, 
help me help you, help me out, like, I'm grinding, I'm out here trying to do it, can you please just do your part, I felt like Joe was like, can you please just do your part, I need you to hold, your part is goddamn, sitting, just fucking be here, and, and, just be here, ain't nobody asking you to drive me nowhere, ain't nobody asking you to fill a tank, all I'm asking you is when I come home, you not harass me about being out to work, which is something I gotta do, and it's never gonna change, like, do your part, get the nanny, do what you gotta do, you know, you keep your part down, I'll keep my part down, and it won't be this way forever, it's like, and that's, that's, that's the part that I feel, I felt he was not wrong, and I felt his frustration, and that's when I thought she was being immature and childish, because it's like, sis, you worried about the wrong shit, you worrying about the wrong shit, like, this is sometimes you gotta have shit, sometimes, and they, you know it's people that husbands is truck drivers, truck drivers make good money, their husbands be on the road for six military people, it's people whose husbands and spouses be gone for months, so that they can live comfortable and have a place, and they be gone, they have to work, people that merchant marine, people that work on boats, like, everybody doesn't have, like, if you wanna come home every day at five, nigga, and be there every day, that comes with a come home at five every day, nigga, check, and it ain't this fancy shit y'all got, you know what I'm saying, like, to make a lot of money, you gotta do different things, this is the life that you in, you knew this nigga was a rapper, so, like, I don't get the point of complaining about it, like, sis, this is what I gotta do, can you please just hold me down, I'm out here working all this, doing all these shows, doing all this bullshit, and when I come in the house, goddamn, like, can you just, can you just do your part, can you just hold down, I understand you got the baby, I understand you might have postpartum depression, I understand all of that, that's why I'm suggesting, let's, let's go to the doctor, let's get something for your depression, let's get you a nanny to take the pressure off, so you can get out, so you can do some things, so you don't have to feel like you're just stuck in the house with this baby, while I'm out just, you know, having fun with the wretched in Baltimore, you know what I'm saying, like, I didn't think he was wrong, I, I thought he, I felt what he was saying, so need to get a hobby, so need to get some friends, do do your part, do what you can do, and then if it's not working out, then, then we can talk, but like, I don't really want to see an argument with you, you're not taking no options, all you want to do is whine and complain, and every time I step through the door, here you come with this same bullshit, it's 4 o'clock in the afternoon, you sitting here in this robe with this baby complaining, like, come on sis, do your part, so, whatever, y'all put me out the fucking spades game, I don't care, that's how I feel. Moving on to the Golden Globes. Um, they were decent. I actually didn't watch them all. Um, that movie, The Green Book, won over a lot of other better movies. I didn't see it. I had no intention of seeing it. I basically just saw white people made a movie about race and they gave themselves a, a, an award about how, you know, I don't know, groundbreaker they don't war on race. It was a little ridiculous to me. Like, whatever. All the great movies that came out, um, if y'all wanted to give a movie about race, it should have been, um, what's the one I just saw, I told y'all I didn't like it that much, but the performances were great, the Baldwin joint, I can't even remember the name of it, Bill Street, if Bill Street could talk, look, that movie was boring as hell to me, it moved slow as fuck, maybe y'all will like it, I didn't give a fuck about they love, the whole movie was them staring at each other in the eyes, and I love you, and I'm so ready for this, are you ready for this, I'm ready for this, I love you, I love you too, I love you more than I ever loved anybody, I love you more than I ever loved anybody, let's stand in the light and stare at each other, let's walk down the street and hold hands, oh, and then we have this thing that sent me in jail, like, but let's put that in the background and stare some more, like, I, listen, God bless it, the performances were outstanding, I told y'all, everybody in that movie was fantastic, I mean, that's what got me through it, because the performances were excellent, Omar Tyree in particular was really good, but the movie was boring and slow as fuck to me, I just wanted to know what was going to happen, and, and it just never got there, and when it got to the end, it was anticlimactic as fuck, and I was just like, for real, I done sat through all this eye-gazing for this, but the performances were outstanding, and if you wanted to give it to a rate, and it, it, you know, it was good, it's Baldwin, Baldwin's one of my favorite niggas, so if you wanted to give a, a, a um, fucking movie about race, give it to that, don't give it to the goddamn Green Book, and I don't even think nobody went to see that shit, what else about the Golden Globes, that's it, I, I didn't watch them, all. oh, um, I think, Glenn Close, you know, look, she's Glenn Close, she's the closest thing to Meryl Streep, that's not Meryl Streep, but I think Gaga should have won, um, for A Star Is Born, I, she was just excellent in that movie, that movie was excellent, I didn't see whatever the hell Glenn Close was in, I'm sure it was great, but, you know, I think Gaga should have won, um, what else, I don't know, like, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like it wasn't that great, oh, um, Black Panther didn't win, some other movie won, for something, 
whatever. I, I was underwhelmed. I was underwhelmed by the Golden Globes. They didn't really have, I mean, they had some people there, but not usual. They need to, I don't know what it is with the Golden Globe with these tables. It takes people 20 minutes to get to the fucking stage today. Like, why don't y'all clear a path so that people can walk to the stage easy? I never understand that. You got people, you know, bending and dipping around tables like they in your goddamn, you know, church basement. Like, what are y'all doing? It takes forever. Um, yeah. So, that's it on that. Alright, so y'all know I don't like to talk about the politics, but here we go. Um, so the shutdown is over your man's stupid ass wall. The man wants to build a wall between us and the wildings, and he wants to have the night's watch up there. And, um, you know, to, to, to credit, um, Nancy and them saying no. Um, running theme, though, listen, I'm trying to tell y'all. Nancy and Chuck ain't it. Not saying that not saying that Nancy can't be the speaker, not saying that Chuck can't be the speaker, not saying they can't do exact, excuse me, sorry, the exact job that they're doing right now, I am not saying that, but they do not need to be the face of this party. They are old, they are white, they looked ridiculous in that response. You just swore in the highest number of women of color in the House of Representatives ever. Gay candidates, this one, AOC, who is a fucking superstar, and y- why are y'all two give get one of them? Or if y'all gonna give it, don't be y'all two standing at the podium looking like an SNL s- sketch. Get every representative that's saying no to this fucking wall. First of all, it's a wall to keep out Latinos. You should have had a Latino give the response. You should have had AOC give the fucking response, okay? If you don't want her to give the response, um, uh, what's the guy? There, there's some Latino Democrat somewhere in this fucking Congress that y'all could have found to give that rebuttal not y'all two, that shit look ridiculous or at least have everybody gathered in the room, like y'all need to hire some consultants and quick because y'all are completely tone deaf y'all don't know how to read the room y'all are totally misreading this moment, people are ready for change, people voted in all these people of color because that is what they want to see we want to see representative government we are tired of you old white people I don't know what it's going to take. I know what it's going to take. Y'all going to blow a 23-point lead in the Super Bowl in this 2020, and y'all going to nominate some fucking two white people, like I said, next week, and it's not going to work. I don't know what has to happen, but that was not it last night. That was not it. Like, you are, like you have to, like, dog, read the room. Y'all need to hire some consultants and quick, because that is not it. Like, what do you, horrible, horrible, horrible. Um, but you know what, everybody's on, you know, everybody's talking about all the people that's not getting paid, look, I, I am not gonna sit here and, and go up for not getting paid, but like I told y'all when y'all first elected this guy, this shit has to hurt, everybody has to hurt and suffer for this foolishness that we did in 2016, so that we never, ever, ever do anything so stupid like this again, this was an easy, easy, easy thing to, to, to pull off, and you completely shit the bed, you completely blew it, and you let one of the most qualified candidates ever lose an election being stupid asses, so we have to feel it, we have to know, I'm not, listen, I get it, people are not on food stamps, the veteran, I'm a veteran, military's not getting paid, TSA not getting paid, listen, if, if one bright thing's come out of this is that people realize the TSA is useless and not stopping anything anyway, by them not working and people going through the airports and nothing happening, that's be one blessing, because that is what I believe, I get it, people not getting paid, federal workers, oh, what about the poor black people, I I get it, I understand, but we have to feel this, you elected this idiotic man, who had no plans, who had no anything, but stupidity, and this stupid shit he's doing now, and you, and you elected him, you didn't vote, you voted for Bernie, you split your vote, you wrote in your vote, you stayed home, because you know, you just didn't feel like it, that you know, Hillary didn't have a color you liked on that day and so you just, she don't deserve your vote cause she not wearing your favorite color today and you stayed home and now here we are so we have to feel it we have to suffer, if we don't get our tax returns on time, that's what has to happen, but we remember next time some fucking fool charlatan con man comes up with this bullshit and people think it's a game, remember when your tax returns ain't come, remember when the government was shut down to try to build some fucking stupid ass wall that Mexico was supposed to pay for, that's not keeping a wall, nigga it's it's 2018, they build walls in Roman times, like it's fucking stupid (coughs) sorry 
Like, I don't... I give Nancy credit for that, though. I give Nancy credit for that. Credit Nancy is giving this wall all the time that it needs and all the shade that it deserves and just not even addressing it. And I, and I love that clip from a few days ago. I love that clip from a few days ago where these stupid-ass reporters asking these stupid-ass... The wall is being framed as border security. Like, do y'all think people are stupid? Border security is, we've always practiced border security. There's never been a a, a lapse in border security. This motherfucker said he was going to build a wall, and Mexico was going to pay for it. That was the campaign promise. That is not border uh, safety. So this dumbass going to ask Nancy Pelosi, oh, would you give $1 for the wall? Just $1. Nancy was like, what are you talking about? No, we're not giving, we're giving $0 for a wall. We're not building a wall. That's ridiculous. The campaign promise was that Mexico was going to pay for it. So go talk to Mexico. We're not building a wall. We're not doing it. We're not spending taxpayer dollars to build a fucking wall that is ineffective, a fucking medieval solution to a, a non-existent problem. People are allowed to come seek asylum. That's legal. That's not illegal aliens. They're allowed. It's in the law. It's in the Constitution. They're allowed. So, you know. Um, and then no terrorist that's got any kind of sense at all is trying to come in through the Mexican border. The Mexican border been tight since forever. All the drugs and everything coming through the Mexican border. All the people are smart. All the Mexicans try to cross at the southern border. So who is going to be a terrorist trying to come into America from the fucking Mexican border with all the tight security they got? No, you're going to come in from Canada, duh, because you can fucking drive in through Canada and nobody's going to fuck with you, alright? Or you come in through Miami, or you come in through New York. Nobody's coming to the U.S. as a terrorist to the Mexican border. That's fucking stupid. Okay? Which, staying on the government topic, and this actually popped up yesterday, because let me tell you, I am so sorry. What did I, what did I just say? We have to suffer, because we have to feel this. But some of us are still not feeling it. Some of you stupid-ass millennials are just still running 100 miles an hour into brick wall of stupid interview yesterday, or some link on Twitter yesterday, oh, you know, Kamala Harris is, is, is gonna be a campaign does she have to defend her, her role as a prosecutor, and her, like no, why would she have to defend her listen, all you motherfuckers talking about no jails and no prosecutors, listen, God bless y'all that's, we, we not, that's nonsense, we not it's, jails are there for a reason and there are people in there for reasons, and that's, and that's where they need to be, okay, we not talking about that, but this is what I'm tired of when we, Generation X, millennials, y'all think y'all are so special, and y'all think y'all is, mu- everybody's a special snowflake, y'all invented everything, y'all did everything, nobody did, did every, anything before y'all ever did, that's actually not true, all y'all do, all of y'all have done, is taken things that we, we, us, Gen X, created and made, and picked it up, and did something on it, which great, not knocking that, but you, like, you guys act like you fucking invented the sun, you didn't, you didn't invent the internet, you didn't invent the apps, you didn't invent the blogs, you didn't invent none of this shit that you're doing this amazing shit on, none of it, and you're not the first one to do it, you only know to do it because we did it back in the 90s and the 80s, we fucking, this thing that is called the culture that y'all want to claim, we built that, all these little outfits and, and, and shit y'all wearing, y'all copying us. Y'all cutting cuts in your eyebrows and in your hair and wearing all your golds and all this. Who you think did that was us? We created that shit. We did that. Wasn't nobody dressing like that before us. We did it. That's our shit. That's our shit. How you gonna fucking be flyer than us when you fucking copying our shit? When you go create your own shit, you come up with shit like the Yeezys and whatever the fuck that bullshit is, y'all be wearing over there. Looking a fucking mess in them fucking orthopedic shoes, paying $750 for when y'all come up with y'all shit, that's how y'all look. We was the fly niggas, man. Okay? It just is what it is. And, like, y'all really y'all act like y'all the only, oh, we suffered through this calamity, Generation X suffered through every calamity it was, the fucking same, every fucking financial calamity since Reaganomics, which was the biggest financial calamity of all, Gen X has lived through, we lived through it all, the dot com, the fucking savings and loan collapse, Reaganomics, the dot com collapse, the fucking first recession, the fucking second recession, two wars, now, um, the, the other recession of about like everything, like everything, we have not known peace our whole lives, and here y'all come, because what, I mean, y'all had Obama for eight years, and like, you know, it's a, it's, 
a student loan crisis and y'all act like y'all lived through the Great Depression? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Y'all, y'all between y'all and the baby boomers, it's like, God damn, we stuck between two assholes. Like, the worst. And why I bring that up is because this whole, like, the thing that y'all drove Hillary Clinton to the ground with this crime bill, the thing you asking Kamala and all these people about the crime bill, it is silly. It is ridiculous to ask somebody why they support, I'm gonna tell you why, because it was wanted, because it was needed, and because it was necessary, and because it was passed with overwhelming public support, because after the fucking drug era, and the violence, and the crack era, and all the shit that came through that, people were fed up, and you don't know, because you were not there, because you all are 10 years younger than we were, okay, millennials, we know, we know how old y'all are, we're not, we're not baby boomers, we don't say millennials when we talk about 15, 16 year old kids, we know how old y'all are, the millennial generation starts at 1980, so if that's the oldest millennials, so if you were born in 1980, that means that when the crack, when the crack era was booming, and I would think, I don't know, we and my friends sit around and try to figure this out, I think that the peak of the crack era was like 88, 89, because, not, I don't know, statistically, it probably was, statistically, most people, when they quote statistics, they say 91 was the peak, that's probably correct, but the thing about it is, the thing that you guys don't understand, because you were not there, violent crime was at record highs, yes, but it wasn't just the crime, it was just all of the shit, crackheads everywhere, the drugs were everywhere, it was just a horrible time, people were, there was a depression, people were like, it was just a horror. it wasn't even just the murders, it was the murders and all this shit, the neighborhood, all this gentrification that has come through, do you know why it's come through? Because the shit was burnt out, the shit was horrible, like, it's, you we can't explain it to you, Reaganomics took, they, they got all the manufacturing jobs, all this shit that all the violence that came, the gangs, the drugs, it all came because of the Reaganomics, they cut all the benefits, so there was no after school, there was no welfare, there was no nothing, there was no benefits, and all the jobs were gone, all the manufacturing jobs that these stupid ass coal miners and everybody swear they want back, those all started to leave in like the late 70s, so like from 75 to 80, a whole bunch of those jobs left, and then Ronald Reagan came in with his trickle-down economics, which is basically this shit now, which is tax cuts for the rich, and so, but we know that doesn't work, so nothing trickled down, so you have no jobs, you have no income, nobody's making any money, and, and you're running secret wars in Central America trying to fight communism, so you're fucking paying them to bring drugs across the border, and j- dumping it in the hood, so you're just inundating all the cities with all this crack, and all these drugs, and crack and cocaine is different, crack, niggas smoke crack, and they be hooked on it they be gone, because it's a quick high and they get high, and they come back and they get high, and they come back, and they get high and they come back, and it was just everywhere it was crackheads and crack houses it was just degradation walking to school as a 12, 13, 14 years old, and you walking past empty lots with fucking prostitutes just out in broad daylight, sucking dick in broad daylight, because that's how wild it was, the violence, drug crews trying to protect their corners, that shit was real, we not making it up, and y'all wanna act like we don't know what we talking about, oh well, it's crime in 2002, yes, there was crime, nobody's saying crime is gone, but in 1991, Washington D.C. was the murder capital of the country, do you know how many murders they had in, in, in per capita in D.C., D.C. not even a full state, they had 482 homicides in 1991, 482, in Philadelphia in 1991, 450, in LA, LA County, 2,589 homicides in 1991, in New York City in 1990, 2,245 murders, that's just the murders, that's just the murders, remember Bernie Getz in 1984, you might not know that story, but in 1984, Bernie Getz was on the train, and two teenagers tried to rob him, he shot and killed him, and he got off, you know why? Because people understood, people were like, yo, crime is out of control, the Central Park joggers are part of the reason that those boys got railroaded, is because people... I believed it, I remember when the Central Park case came, cause those kids were my age, and I believed it, 
That's how wild it was. It was no, we believed it. We had no, it, it wasn't even, yeah, we understood it was a race thing. We was like, well, it's unfortunate they attacked a white woman, but we believed it because it was feasible. That's how wild and out of control things were. If you said a pack of kids attacked and raped and almost killed a woman in the park, nobody doubted it because those kind of things happen every day. My father picked me up from school. He didn't want to let me take the bus because, nigga, you could get shot or killed or kidnapped or who the fuck knew just trying to walk home from school. We was a little kid. We was 12, 13, seeing all kind of shit. It really didn't die down until 91. 91 is what, and that's because they started doing, they started changing the, the crime bill wasn't passed yet, but they started changing the laws where they, cause you know, they started instituting a mandatory sentence and where if you got caught with crack, you got, I think it was like automatic 20 years or something like that, and it, and it started changing, if y'all remember Florida remember the carjackings, carjacking started in Miami my nigga the the violence was so out of control that people said fuck stealing the car, fuck waiting for you to park it and follow you home and stealing it, we'll just walk up onto you in traffic with a gun and pull you out of your car and steal your car, why? because we can, because that's how violent it was that's how carjacking started, carjacking started in Miami, anybody from Miami y'all know that was a Miami phenomenon, these white tourists got killed by some boys that hijacked their car and that's when they put that 25 year um, minimum sentence on carjacking and that kind of chilled out car. after they did that, they kind of chilled out carjacking, home invasions, people was breaking into people's homes because everybody was dealing drugs or using drugs or selling drugs and so let's break into their house because they probably got some keys up in here and we could steal them and go sell them the violence was crazy it was out of control and people were tired and it was so, at first when in the 80's, it was kind of sort of in the inner cities, right the peak crack years is for, that I remember, and every city got it late. Peak crack years in Philly. I remember first hearing about or, or seeing about crack, you know, on the news or just around around eighty three, eighty four. That's when crack really they really started talking about crack. This is at the same time that the AIDS crisis hit. So you got people dropping dead from this disease that nobody knew and was kind of scared of because at the time we didn't know how it was passed. The AIDS, when AIDS first came out, bro, niggas didn't know shit about it, and Ronald Reagan didn't give a fuck because it was only killing back then. We thought gays, and so his his he didn't want to give any money for it because he was like, oh well, it's killing gay people and they need to die anyway. So AIDS was out of control. Millions, so many people. I mean, they got an AIDS quilt about the number of people that died because they would not fund AIDS. There's a movie called and the band played on. It's really good. If you want to see the history of, of the AIDS epidemic, that's a really good movie. So you got people dropping dead from AIDS. You got drug addicts and crackheads everywhere. A lot of them getting AIDS because they shooting dope and they having sex for drugs, and, and passing AIDS around, so you got the AIDS crisis, you got the drug crisis, and you got this violence, all within the same decade, it was a lot my nigga, it was a lot it was a lot it was stressful, we was kids and teenagers in high school it was stressful, I told the story before, one of the girls that worked for my father at our store got murdered because she was, they used to call them strawberries so, which is basically, you would, prostitutes for drugs, she worked for us during the daytime to get her little money, you know, because if they could keep them, women could kind of maintain a little better on crack than men could, because women could always find a dude to fuck for some money, right, Or so they could kind of keep themselves a little better, whereas men, you know, they was just out here on the drugs, so she was on crack, she had a little kid, she worked for us, but she started getting on it, you know, a little, you know, niggas, I'm telling you, nigga, crack was ill, crack was like, people would start smoking crack in Jan- like January 1st, like, they start smoking crack, like, maybe you see him at the end of January, you be like, yo, you see, um, you see Tim, yeah, I saw him, he, he, he was looking kind of bad, yeah, he, he looked bad, I think he on that stuff, you see Tim again in February, Tim be out here, bone thin, out his house, evicted, ashy, out, just out in the street, looking like these, um, fucking dope fiends that be leaning in Harlem looking like that, in two months then sold everything in his house, now he's stealing out of his neighbor's house, his grandmama house you know, people you couldn't even have fucking furniture on your porch, you had to chain that shit up, and then even then you couldn't do that because they would steal your chain, they steal the chain and they steal the furniture off your porch, I remember my grandmother was pissed, because she had went to fucking Sears, and bought her little nice little um, porch furniture, and put it on the porch for the summertime, and some crackheads stole it, you couldn't have plants on your porch, you couldn't have nothing, they steal your hubcaps, anything, they, anything that was not nailed down, they would steal it 
you know, now the upside was you could get a brand new VCR that somebody just boosted out of Best Buy for $20 and they're a crackhead, you could, crack, you could talk that crackhead down, I, no joke, you get $5 nigga, I give you $5, get a brand new VCR, these niggas got fur coats, watches they boosted because they, they fiends, that's why we call them fiends, cause they was fiends they was out here on that drug, wild eyed, just going non-stop, the motherfuckers wouldn't sleep sometimes they would pass out, I still remember, again, we was at the store it was summertime, I walked outside, I don't even know what, and um, our store was the one next to the corner, and you know, it was like one of those caddy corners, where it's like a big step on the corner, crackhead smoker, passed out on the steps, because that's what they would do, they would smoke for days and days and days and days, and just run and run and run and run and run, never stop until they just fall out, like they would just, she fell out, she was on the corner, just fell out, we had to call the cops, you know, the fire people, they know how to revive them or whatever, they revived her, as soon as they revived her, this bitch just got up and then just started back walking, just like a crackhead, that's why we call them zombies, that's why we call them fiends, we call them all of that, because that's what they were, night of the living base heads, you go out 3 o'clock in the morning, they out there, you go out 3 o'clock in the afternoon, they out there, it was up, it was a fire, it was a fire on the news, I mean, it was always fire, but this is one I remember, this fire on the news, they had to drag the crack, everybody abandoned the house, except the crackheads, they had to go get the crackheads out, because the crackheads would not leave the house, because they was in there smoking crack, house burning down around them, and they in there smoking crack, they would not leave, they had to drag them fucking crackheads, out of a burning fucking, I mean this shit was blazing, this shit was on fucking fire, the firemen had to go drag them crackheads out, because they would not fucking leave, because the crack was in the house, it was bad, so, y'all can say what the fuck y'all want, y'all can pull up y'all little, y'all little tables and y'all little statistics, y'all was not there, and we not saying that it didn't go into the 90s, it did, it really, the crime really didn't taper, taper, till like 95, it was still little shoots, you know, little stuff here and there, but 99 and 2000 was not the same as 89 and 90, it was terrible, my senior year of high school, 1991, that's the year I graduated, okay, and I purposely, I was thinking about going to Georgetown, but I did not go, because back then, D.C. was the murder capital, and I wasn't going there, I wanted to go to Miami, my dad was like, you are not going to Miami, because that was the cocaine down there, and I just was looking, anywhere but Philadelphia, Philadelphia is a city full of schools, I mean, I wanted to leave home anyway, but still, it was not an option, because I wanted to go to a leafy, suburban campus, with nothing but white people, hot chocolate Uggs, and, and leaves, because I was tired of niggas, and I was tired of the city, and that's what, that's another issue when that um, HBCU PWI um, conversation always comes up, and I tell people that, I'll be like, look, back in our day, the people that went to HBCUs was the ones that lived out in the suburbs, and they was like the one only black kid at their school, and they was tired of that shit, and so they wanted that black experience, people that grew up how I grew up, where I went to school at, we didn't want to go to no HBCU, we had niggas everywhere, it was niggas everywhere, it's niggas all around, everybody's a nigga, everybody's black, I'm tired of this shit, I'm tired of this fuck, I want to go out to some Caucasian campus, and fucking have my chai latte, and my pumpkin spice, and my fucking white chocolate hot mocha, and I just want to put my Uggs on, and watch Friends, I didn't watch Friends, but y'all know what I'm saying, and just fucking be a Caucasian, and just fucking relax, and I don't give a fuck about this boogity boogity urban shit you talking about, your fucking uh, electric slides, and your fucking swag surfing, and all of that, God bless you, no thank you, I've, no thanks, I don't need it, and that's how it was, and so, you know, y'all wanna argue, y'all wanna fuck, this, this little fucking girl going back with me all day yesterday, talking about, you know, the statistics are this, and there's no evidence the crime bill reducing, and blah, 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 that's not the point, listen, were mistakes made, yes, did we know people was gonna be getting locked up for the bullshit they are, and still in jail, now they, no, we did not, so we, we acknowledge that, you know, it was a mistake, a lot of mistakes made, and maybe we jumped out the window, but we jumped out a window at the time that the house was on fire, and so for y'all who were not there, who did not experience it to be coming up 20 years later, after y'all have grown up in relative, in record low crime rates, not going through that shit, to be talking about well, can you defend this, no little nigga I don't have to defend shit, because if you were there at the time, when this bill was passed you would know why it was passed, so what the fuck out of my face, what do you mean, to def- get the get the fuck out of here, what, you, what are you talking about, you didn't have to go through you didn't have to go through that, you didn't survive that crack you didn't survive them cracking, yeah y'all had violence nobody's saying that, but y'all didn't go through what we went through so that's why the bill was passed 
Because people wanted it. Like, you gotta do something, please. We don't give a fuck. Throw these niggas in jail. And y'all think I'm... Ask anybody. I, oh, they, they threw black people in jail. Sure fucking did. There go one more, two, officer. And that one right there. Oh, look, he took off. He getting away. Get him, too. That's how we were. We were tired, these motherfuckers. We were tired. Lock them the fuck up. Get him. Get him. Get her. Get them all out of there. We would like our children to be able to walk to school without these crack vials all on the ground, without these needles everywhere, all these fucking people fucking in these parts, in empty lots, and, and abandoned buildings, every building's a crack house, if you got an abandoned building on your block, you try to board it up, they tear the boards down, or the boys will come in, and they take over, either they pay people to let them sling drugs out the house, or they, or they force them, you know, that shit in New Jack City with the Carter, that was real, that, the actual Carter is here in Harlem on, um, one, it's one eighteen or one, it's down, it's down a few while, the, the actual apartment that they did that at, that was real, the projects, they would just take over projects. Drug dealers would just take over projects, okay? Kingpins. I, all kind. In Philly, we had the, the JBM. and D.C., they had Rayful Edmond. They had Cornell. They had, it's all, you can Google it. We had Thelma Wright in Philly. It was a lot of kink. They had Ricky Rick Ross out in L.A. Um, it was two dudes up in Detroit. These people were real. The, uh, Griselda Blanco down in Miami. Pablo Escobar, all these people were real, we were not making this up, pa- um, paid in full with, um, a, um, fucking, uh, damn, what's his name, Avon, what's his name, Young, the, the niggas from, what's the, the niggas from paid in full, the real nigga. oh, Alpo, and fucking Mitch Porter, and Faison, that's their real names, those niggas is real, they, these niggas is right here in Harlem, I'm in Harlem, the fucking 145th, where them niggas roll at is right around the corner, that, that shit was real, it really happened, Harlem was, was, Har- any native Harlemer that listened to this, no, niggas did not, it used to be a time, it's a joke now, because it used to be a time when you was on a two or three train, once you got 96, all the white people would get off, and it would just be black people on the train, so now it's a joke, when, <laughs> now people have a joke when you're on a two and three, and you get to 96th street, people start looking around to see what white people are actually gonna get off, because a lot of them stay on now, because now, now Harlem is gentrified, they live up here, but for years, it was never like that, that song uh, across 110th street, that was real, because the, the subway, the stop is 96th street, the next stop is 110, that's Harlem, so every white person going uptown got off at 96th street, so if the train was packed and crowded, you knew once you got to 96th street, you was gonna have a seat, cause all them white people was getting off, now, you don't know, you gotta kinda look and try to figure out, alright, he look like he might still get off, so you can try to sit down, like, that's real, okay, it's like, we're not gonna, like, y'all, like, I was talking to my friend about it yesterday, she was like, yeah, it's like, dog, y'all didn't, we lived through both eras, we lived through the, the, the crime, the, the drug era, and now we living through now, y'all only lived through one, and y'all, like, y'all wanna argue, like, what are you arguing, you were not there, so to come up to somebody like a Hillary Clinton, why did you pass it, because she passed it, because people were haranguing them to pass it, church groups, black and white, everybody, yo, do something about this crime, that's why George Bush lost, George Sr. had one term, that's part of the reason why, because the economy was tanking, and crime was out of control, and they weren't doing nothing about it, and Bill Clinton came through and was like, hey, I got a plan, crime is out of control, we're gonna stop being soft on crime, we're gonna lock people up, and everybody, black and white, y'all can say what the fuck y'all want, was for that shit, yeah, we had a few hoteps that was against it, but nobody was listening to them, like sis, yeah, that's nice, that's nice, that's nice, but I'm tired of my fucking Porsche furniture getting, t- getting sold, I'm tired of these fucking crack vials on the ground, I'm this nigga trying to get into the black yard yesterday, they, they fucking st- stuck my grandma up, fucking oh, strong arm robbed my grandma, who was 75 years old in the corner, snatched her purse, I'm tired of this shit, we ain't trying to hear all that shit right now, put these niggas in fucking jail, we deal with them the fuck later, get them off the street, that's how everybody was feeling, so that's what happened, so now, 20 years later, hindsight is 2020, so okay, maybe we did, we gonna fix that, but you are wasting time, it's counterproductive, can you defend your bill, you don't have to defend it, it was popular, everybody wanted it, the times called for it, that's why we passed it, can we move on, let's figure out what the mistakes we made, and how we can fix it coming on now, like y'all silly with that, oh, everybody has to, no they don't, no they don't, you're wasting time, and like, we don't have time, we so past these fucking debates and fucking talking points and intellectual exercises a lot of you niggas want to still be on, we are so past that, we are so past that, we are teetering on the edge, nobody got time for that this is, this is, this is fucking cut the, cut the fat and get down to the fucking nitty gritty we need to get these fucking Republicans out of here, I don't gotta know nothing about your platform, I don't gotta know nothing about you other than that you're not a Republican and preferably you're not old and white 
That's all I need to know. Kamala Harris is an AG, okay? California's three strike laws, and California was one of the worst states. What did I just tell y'all? 1991, 2,589 murders in L.A. County. L.A. County is more than just the city of L.A., but still, that's L.A. County. I didn't look up the Bay because I just didn't because I thought that number was devastating enough. I'm sure the Bay was about the same, okay? California was one of the worst states. That's why they got the three-strike law and everything else. They had all them child abductions, all them child murders, everything was going on. Whatever was going on in, in the country was going on in California two times two. Okay, so she came up as an AG. Yes, she passed those strict law because that's what people want. You're a representative. You're, you're supposed to do. I know it's odd now because these motherfuckers just do whatever they want to do, but you're supposed to represent the people. So if you're a representative and the people you're representing saying, please put these people in jail, please have stricter laws, please get to clean it up, then that's what you're going to do. So for your happy ass to come along 20 years later, well, can you defend it? Um, what? That's we passed it because that's what people wanted. Like that's what was needed. That's what was called for. So we passed it. Like what? What? What are you talking about? Y'all kill me with that. Y'all did not grow up like we grew up. We are different. Yeah, we, the nineties. We know the nineties and the two thousands still had crime, but y'all, y'all have no fucking idea. You didn't grow up with four hundred eighty-two murders per year. And again, that's just the murders. We're not talking about the degradation and the drugs and just. I went to school with drug kingpins. One of my friends who used to work for my, I, I didn't go to, we didn't go, when I said I went to school with him, we went to school together, like, as we were school age together, he didn't go to my school, but we were school age together, but he was a friend of mine, he was older than me, he was like two years older than me, his name was Sean, that nigga went to jail at 18, he was a kingpin though, he, well, he, he him, him and his boy ran a drug crew, he was enforcer, and his boy um, was more of the, I don't know, the businessman, he was too, but he was an enforcer, and this is, my father's store was in West Philly, my father's store was at 60th between Pine and Osage, if anybody know Philly and West Philly, right by Cobbs Creek, right off Cobbs Creek, that's where our store was, okay, so his crew, Sean's crew, was um, from Osage down towards Southwest, that was his territory, and it's this dude named Brent, who had um, from like Pine Street up to like Market and past Market, so if y'all know West Philly, y'all know what I'm talking about, on 60th, so, they was beefing, and so, Sean, again, I was like 14, he was two years older than me, so he was like 16, he, you know, he was cool, like, this nigga, I, this is another thing y'all don't understand, like, we went to school with killers, and drug dealers, and kingpins, the same dudes that, that be in courts in these shackles, and look like these horrible, and you hear about all the people they killed, and they did kill those people, but they were also charismatic guys, that's what I was saying before, where they act, people act like somebody who does horrible things has to look like a boogeyman, that's not how it works, Sean was a stone cold killer, but that, me and him was, (coughs) excuse me, me and him was tight, I never was afraid of him, or anything like that, because I knew I would, he wasn't going to kill me, I wasn't a drug dealer, he was, he would, you know, he was an enforcer, he, if you was in the streets, he'd kill you, but he wasn't like a murderer, you know, he wasn't one of these niggas just walk up and kill somebody, no, it was, it was about business, so I never had any fear for him, but I knew he was a killer, so him and Brett was beefing, this is like, oh, I said it was 14, so that had been like somewhere like 88, that, 88, 89, I say is like the peak of when it was really bad, I rem- I just remember that, that year as a lot going on <laughs> it was a lot going on that year and I feel like after that it was not so much um, and so they were beefing and so the, the territory there would be like, I, uh, the beefing was like a two block area where it was kind of the buffer zone but Brett was kind of moving into that area and Sean felt like it was his I felt like it was his too, I mean if you know, if you know the street that we talking about the area that Brett was in, Brett was up close to the Market Street, we was down close to the Osage, and, and, and again, the end of Cobbs Creek, kind of where Southwest Philly start, and, and, and those two blocks are more, if, nobody thinks that those two blocks is where Brett and them was at, so, but Brett and them was trying to get on it, so it was going back and forth all that summer, all that year, they was having beef, this one get shot, that one got shot, this one got killed, that one got killed, they tried to catch this one, it was going back and forth, and, you know, I'm telling, Sean telling, and I'm telling, I'm like, Sean, you know, yo, chill, be careful, be careful, because this is right when they start changing the laws, you know, they're not playing around out here, he was like, nah, 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 fuck that, so, what he decided, he's 16 years old, what he decided one day, this was his brilliant idea, what he was gonna do, he was gonna kill Brett, but how he was gonna get away from it is, he was, they was all gonna get Brett, so they knew Brett, um, they set it up that Brett was gonna be on this corner at a certain time, they got some girl to call him, so I can't remember, but somehow, they knew that this nigga was gonna be on this corner, 
the same corner that was at issue. And so they all came. This is broad daylight. It was summertime. I'm, it was like four or five in the afternoon. Y'all know the sun is still out. Okay. And they shot this. They, they can't, it was eight of them, him and like half his crew. And they fucking hit him on the corner with Mac 10s, Uzis. Again, four o'clock in the afternoon, broad daylight. This is how it was. And they shot him up. But Sean, with his fucking genius idea, he, th- he thought that. I'm gonna get everybody else to shoot at Brett, but I'm gonna make sure I don't shoot Brett. I'm gonna shoot all around Brett. It's gonna look like I'm shooting Brett. This is his plan. It's gonna look like I'm shooting Brett, but I'm gonna shoot all around him. So when they pull the bullets out, ain't none of the guns gonna be, ain't none of the bullets gonna be from my gun, so they can't get me for murder. Well, anybody who know anybody about the law know that's not true. Yes, they can still get you for murder, nigga, number one, because you ordered it. Number two, because you was out there. Number three, because of conspiracy. Number four, because of felony murder. Number five, because of RICO, and all of that type of shit. It does not matter that your actual bullet didn't hit the nigga. You went there with the intent to kill him. You got these other people there with the intent to kill him. All of y'all shot at him, and he has ended up dead. So guess what? Murder. And that's what happened. Sean went to jail when he was 18 years old. 18 for the rest of his natural life. Because in Pennsylvania, when they give you a life sentence, it's a life sentence, but he actually got two life sentences. He got two life sentences for Brett. Because all the other people in that crew told on him. And he was a kingpin, and they had the kingpin laws. So he got two life sentences. That nigga has been in greatest for penitentiary since he was 18 years old. Since 1990. It is 2018, that nigga has been in jail, and he will be there till he dies. And he was just one person, it was all kind of stories like that. All kind of stories, all kind of drug, my daddy was the, was the job where, like, if you was a drug boy, and you needed your front job, or maybe you was on probation, and you had to have a job, or, you know, you needed to wash your money, my dad's was the store, he would let you do that in, right? You come work, yeah, come work, I tell him you work for your day, come work too! Wash their money, then they be gone. What happened to so and so? He had to go on the lamb because the cops was on him. All it was all drug boys, all of them. It was just the era that we lived in. It was not unusual at all, and everybody got a story like I got. What to do with another drug dude? He got killed. He got killed by another one. Y'all did not grow up like we grew up. The crime was out of control. It was crazy, and that's why the the, the um crime bill passed, and anybody tells you that it wasn't passed with overwhelming majority, or that the crime wasn't that bad, or that it was just the same now, it doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about, cause that is not so it is not, yes, I understand in 99 and 2000 it might have still been bad, but it was not 89 bad it was not DC murder capital bad it was not 450, 582 2245, 2589 deaths per year it was not, and that's just the murders, it's, I mean, I'm not talking about the drugs and the property crimes, so cut the shit, that bill was passed because people wanted it passed and some of the people that are in jail are in jail where they belong, now do we want to, do we know that at the time, okay, that guy, that little 20, 21 year old kid that's on the corner all the time, who's getting on our nerves like he only had a few bundles of crack, like okay he's 45 years old now, like maybe we can let him out, we yeah, but at the time, wasn't nobody thinking that at the time that nigga was 21 on the corner with his fucking radio blasting all hours and fucking disrespecting the people on the block and you know you can't even fucking be outside because some rival drug dealer might decide that he want to come claim that corner that day and come riding through the block shooting and now anybody sitting outside is going to get shot up because of this druggy nigga on the corner that's how it was okay, on everywhere that's how it was in Philly, that's how it was in New York you be in a, you be in a barber shop minding your goddamn business and the big drug kingpin is in there getting his hair cut and they decide that's the time they gonna hit him so the Jamaicans who ain't give a fuck about nobody will come spraying up the whole barber shop and kill everybody just to get this dude, they would spray up the fucking your mama is getting her hair done and the Jamaicans ain't give a fuck about nobody and because they wanna get to you and they can't get to you, they'll go kill your mama and everybody else in the shop this was happening. Google it. They got a cop. They killed a. They killed a cop out here. Um, fat cat and them from the Supreme Team gang killed a cop out here, and that's what um the guy's name was George uh, Greg something Burns. I can't remember his name Burns because one of the neighbors called the cops on the on the drug boys, and they fucking um had a security outside of his you know to watch him, and these fucking dumb drug boys came and killed the cop. And then George Bush went on TV with the guy's badge. Those things happened. They were real. He not making this shit up. 
Y'all did not, y'all didn't come up the way we came up. Y'all did not. And, and even and the oldest millennials, again, the ones who born at 80, they know. They know, because they was little kids, but they know. They had to walk to school through that shit. They know what it was like. They remember. Okay? They wasn't out in the streets like we was. But you motherfuckers was born in 90, 91, talking about we was there, was drugs for us too. The fuck you know it was not. What are you talking about? No, it was not. You were born in 91. That means in 95, you were fucking five. That shit was calming down in 95. You was in the streets as a five-year-old. You were seeing, like, shut up. Shut up. No, it was not. Not saying that the crime rate wasn't high, but compared to the decade before, it was not. And that is what we are trying to un- get you to understand. And it wasn't just the drugs. It was the drugs. It was the AIDS. It was the lack of opportunity. It was the recession. Every time we turn around, it's an eco- economic calamity. Then here come the dot-com the bus, the dot bus. Niggas graduating college in 95, 96, 97. Ain't no jobs. We in a fucking recession. So, like, y'all just sound crazy. I don't know why y'all insist on our... Y'all are the, y'all are the generation. Y'all have so much access to information and you don't know anything. And I just don't understand it. Because we are, there are people, it's not like we're talking about something from 200 years ago where nobody has an experience and nobody knows what happened. We all just have to resort to books and whatever. There are people who are alive right now who are 35, 40 years old, not super old, that lived through it, that are telling you what it was. But you want to argue, you weren't even there. You weren't there. How you, what are you talking about? Pulling up your little stats and statistics. Nobody give a fuck about that. We lived through that shit. We lived through the shit. We lived through it. You did not. You did not. Period. So, like, you're 30 years old. You're 30. Nigga, you missed all of it. You're 30 in 2018. That mean in 2000 you was 20 years old. Like, what are you talking about? That shit was was way over by 2000. Like, what are you talking about? Uh, I just had, yo, yeah, I just had, that shit has irked me because it's what sunk Hillary and, and, and y'all gonna fuck around and it's gonna sink any Democrat that, if y'all stay with this bullshit. And I actually, I think most, I think majority of people have smartened up. I think the majority of people who fucked around and figured out that they fucked up have smartened up and not going to make that mistake anymore. But those of you are just stuck on stupid and just have not changed gears at all and are still going 100 miles an hour in the same direction. Listen, Joe Biden's not vi- viable. Elizabeth Warren is not viable. It's going to be Kamala Harris. It's going to be, um, if Beto decides to run, it'll be him. These are the ones that are viable. They're going to really have to fight down. Kamala Harris, Beto, um, we don't know who else is going to run. I think Elizabeth Warren will probably get fired. Joe Biden is going to be a flop. He's going to be an immediate flop. It's just, he just is. Um, we'll see who else, but you know, it's not, the field is not as wide as people think it is. I don't think, I don't think Elizabeth, I think Elizabeth Warren is going to be a flop too. She'll probably, I don't even, see, you, normally you would say she'd get the white women's vote, but you know how they are. You, they, you don't, they don't even vote for their own. You cannot count on them for anything. They don't vote for their own at all. They might turn around and vote for Trump again. Like, we, <laughs> you, they can't be counted on. So, you know, I don't really know who's who's going to be here for her. If she, if, if she going to have to get every white woman, and even that's not going to be enough, and she's not going to get every white woman. Nobody black is going to be voting for her. I, I just, I don't see it for her. Um, some Latino I assume is going to enter. I don't know who it is. I'm assuming there'll be one. Um, the guy from Texas said he is. I can't, I always forget his name. What, Diaz or Cor- I don't, whatever. Castro, I think his name's Castro. You know him. The the, the coloreds, the coloreds are going to be viable, and and a young Beto again, but he's going to have to bring somebody with him. It can't be him and another white person. That's not going to work. It can't be two white males. That's not going to work. It's going to have to be a man and a woman, and they're going to have to be some combination of white and black, white and Latino, black and Latino, something like that. And I know black and Latino is not a race, but I, you know, y'all understand what I'm saying, it's gonna have to be a Mexican, a Dominican a, a, a colored, it's not, not one of these white, you know, Marco Rubio type motherfuckers, it's gonna have to be a Latino, Latino person whoever that may be um yeah, and and that's it, um I for, I'm sorry, I forgot to put the, the um, Genghis Kicks up, I'm going into Genghis Kicks now, that's it for that segment I forgot to put up the Genghis Kicks next last week. I put them um I put them up this week, but I don't have them ahead of time because I had I told you I had this loner phone. So my phone 
my um, iPhone 7 started like doing this thing where it was saying it was no cell connection. And so first it was doing it intermittently and I could just turn my phone off and on and it would come back up, but it stopped doing that. So I had to take it to the Apple store. And I was like, when I go to this fucking Apple store, I know these motherfuckers are going to tell me, oh, your phone going to blow up. You need another one. But they didn't. They was like, is this the 7? And I was like, yeah. He was like, okay, we know about this issue with the 7. Here, we're going to take it. We're going to something about the, the motherboard in it. Um, is doing this, we're gonna send it, repair it, and we're gonna give you this loaner phone. So I got this fucking loaner phone, and, I mean, you know, I had a backup, so I plugged it in, I got all my stuff on it, but it just ain't the same, like, I'm not even sure if this got all the gigs I got, and so long story short, I don't have all my apps and everything on this phone. I mean, I have them, but they not working how they working, and some of them not downloaded or whatever, so I didn't get a chance to get the, sh- the shoes ahead of time that I want to post, but I will put them on my on, on Genghis Kick, on Genghis Kells on Instagram, like I always do the, um, the shoes that come out this week, not a lot, I mean listen, we're in a very tacky time for shoes, I really don't know what's going on with these ugly ass shoes, but, you know, I'll put I'll put I'll put the least offensive that I can find up there, which is not very many um there's some pigeons coming out and some pandas coming out. I'll put those up. I know a lot of y'all like those low dunks. I'll, I'll put those up. Um, but it's just a lot of trash. Lord, I hope summer ain't going to be like this. But, yeah, so check Genghis Kells. I didn't get them ahead of time because I got this stupid-ass loaner phone. Um, yeah, and that's it. So, you know, I've been talking for a little bit. I know the last ones have been short. I tell y'all I'll make it up to y'all eventually, and I have. Um, thanks for listening. You know, I'm going to give y'all the email, but I'm going to be real. I ain't checking that motherfucking email. So if y'all hitting me there, let's just hit me on Twitter. I can't just DM me or at me or whatever, y'all, as, y'all, as y'all do. Um, I'm on Podbean. I'm on Spotify. I'm on um, Apple, or what is it, I, Apple Podcasts, whatever. Um, I mean, not Spotify. I'm on Podbean, SoundCloud. I'm working on Spotify. For Spotify, I'm going to have to change my introduction um, which I'm not happy about, but I'm going to have to do it to get on Spotify. So when I do that, I'll be on Spotify. But y'all, mostly y'all seem to listen to me on iTunes and SoundCloud. I can't get y'all to go to Podbean for nothing. I wish the fuck y'all would. Anyway, I'm still reclicking it. It's on Podbean. And, um, yeah, thanks for listening. Um, I'm trying to get some guests on here, but y'all know I only like to interview people that do dope shit. Like, I don't want to just have randoms on here just talking with me. I hate them podcasts and niggas just be on there rambling. So I'm trying to arrange that. We'll see how it goes. Um, you know, schedules and busy and I'm taking this bar and all of that. Y'all know. So anyway, thank y'all for listening. Um, pray for me. I just, I'm just, I got a lot going on. I'm stressed the fuck out. Um, I'm tweeting through it, but like, listen, your girl is, is going through it. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. Tell your friends, thank me, rate me. What that does is, I figured it out. When you rate me, it like gets me popped up into the field to where other people can say, you know, if you listen to this podcast, you'll also like this. And it just brings me more listeners and expanses and ears and eyes. So please do that. Comment, all of that. Thank you. I see y'all retweeting me. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, and that's it. See y'all next week. Peace.